Hello, late night listeners. This is Brian. And this week, uh, we, we haven't done this in a while. We're putting out a mini episode. Now, this is something that uh, aired on our Patreon about a month ago. And if you go to patreon.com slash late night, you can uh, every week get access to exclusive mini episodes. We've been doing some crosswords and word puzzles and stuff like that recently. And occasionally we just put out a good old fashioned audio episode like you're about to listen to now. Uh, this one contains uh, one of the most inspiring stories I've ever told. It's a, it's a real heart warmer. We open the episode with it right away. I think you're going to like it. Uh, gather the family around the fireplace, you know, uh, cook up some hot cocoa, get some nice big, like big soft marshmallows to put in there. Just really uh, circle up and listen to what I think is nothing short of a a, a fable for our time. Uh, it's it's the inspiring story of one young man's struggle against, well, just incredible odds. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. This is the kind of stuff that we do all the time over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash late night. Enjoy this mini episode. Right out of the gate, I have a story I'd like to share with you. Oh, please. Hold on, I'm stretching. Oh. Uh, so last week, I was in here in my garage studio uh, recording. And it, you know, I was kind of in like a flow thing. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a lot of stuff done. I was really happy with uh, what I was doing. And I needed to urinate. And uh, because I didn't want to run out of the garage, I decided to take one of these bottles of green tea that I love, which was empty, and pee into it. I don't like this. Well, just just wait, because you're really not going to like it in a minute. Oh, dear God. Um, And, you know, that's something that I'm biologically capable of doing and decided to accomplish. So I did it. Cut to the next morning in which I take a nice cold bottle of green tea out of my fridge, which I had brought in from the garage the previous day, and take a big old swig. No. <laughs> Brian! And think, that tea tea, oh my God. <laughs> and I, I had already swallowed and ran to the sink and spit Whatever I had left in my mouth out into the sink. And Rachel, who's standing there, said, what What happened? Did the tea go bad? And I just kind of look at her and shake my head. And then she starts cracking up, understanding what has happened. And I race to the bathroom and put every mint-flavored product we own into my mouth. And that's the story of how I drank my own piss. Now, here are the takeaways from it. I'm sure you're curious. Yeah, I, uh, I had many questions. Well, why don't you ask your questions, and I will address them as... First question. Yes, sorry. Yeah. How's your urine health considering that it's around the color of ice cream tea? Well, it's pre- the, the tea is pretty light, honestly. So that that's it's the shocking hydrated. thing is that it was pretty much the same color. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Like, it's a pale yellow, as it should be. Okay, there you go. There you go. So thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. You know, I just get concerned. No, I get um, it. All right. In terms of 
flavor. <laughs> yes, this this is where I was going to go. Uh, not bad is all I'm going to say. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I would not advise it, but I thought it was like if you had asked me, "What does pee taste like?" I would have said, "Just gross, just like gross." This was not gross. It was just clearly not tea. So I'm not going to ever drink urine again, or I have no plans to, is what I should say, I guess, because uh, I had no plans to do this originally, but shockingly not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> yep. I don't even have a bit as a reaction. That's just so much. It's... It was a, and in case I didn't emphasize this enough, this is like a full mouthful that went down. This was not like I took a little sip. I <laughs> took a big old, oh yeah, I just cracked open a nice fresh tea. Like, yeah. It was a so, lot of it. So you're not going to keep peeing in bottles in your garage, right? Well, I'm going to, if I have, if, if it is necessary to do that, uh, I will be much more careful. And it's like, I don't do this often. It's not like an everyday thing. It's like maybe once every several months, if that kind of thing. I was just like in the zone of writing. There's a bathroom that is a... first. Brian's going to drink piss once every several months. Well, yeah. Well, that, that's... that's It's just good advice. Uh, I mean, there's a bathroom that is a 30-second, not even walk from here. It's not like it's a big inconvenience. I was just like, I want to stay in my creative zone. Um, so, no, I don't have plans to do this again, but... You know, I didn't have plans to do it before. If you were in a survivalist situation, I guess that that bodes well for you. You're, you're prepared well, to take it to the edge. I, I would actually be a lot less reticent to drink my own piss. There you go. It, now that I've done it once by accident, like I would, again, I don't want to do it. But if I had to do it, I wouldn't be as scared, which I think is good. Speaking of drinking pee and being scared, you have, of course, seen the Nathan for you gas rebate episode where oh of guests. course i have oh, yes fuck. i got to show that to several people for the first time recently it's like, the best just mentioning you know drinking your grandson's pee when you're scared yeah. uh, and they're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they show the boxes they're all walking down the mountain oh it's my favorite oh, thing that episode's amazing it's so great um i think i've used that gas it's in like beverly hills or something right i think I've it's used in that gas station Oh, it's in Glendale. Okay. Yeah, I know uh, Matt Watson used to go there a lot. There was some, he did some business. God, what was it? He did some business that we used to go to. Oh, it was the deli. Um, uh, Jerry's in Glendale? Bill, Billy's. Billy's Deli. And that's what it was in Glendale, which was like an old school Jewish deli. Mm -hmm. And uh, not the best, but had been there a long time. And I used to go there occasionally. I love Jewish delis grew up with him and i that's the one he did the um it was the bat something about using the bathroom god what was the scheme mm, it was like bathroom oh it was something like bathrooms not for customers only and he encouraged people to go in to use the bathroom something like that <laughs> i can't god, quite I miss, remember i miss nathan for you so much it's the best oh, so good uh was that all your p questions um, let's see. I feel like I yeah, sort of tasted like got color. I really, you know, it, it speak the story speaks for itself. Oh, I forgot to tell you the best part. Actually, oh, no. 
Yeah. Now this makes me a bad person, so let me just say I know this. Um, so of course Rachel thought this was hilarious, as she should, because it is. So I waited uh, like two or three days, and then in an unsuspecting unsuspecting moment, went up to kiss her, and right before my lips were about to touch hers, I whispered, "I drank urine." <laughs> I'm sure she loved it. She did not. In fact. <laughs> but I was very, very pleased with myself. God, that's like my my dad used to do a thing where, uh, you know, he'd wash his hands after coming out of the bathroom, but not dry them off. And then just like pat me on the shoulder or whatever and be like, <laughs> such a dad hands. move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, dad jokes are truly a privilege. They really are. And they have now they own the Internet, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's the je ne sais quoi of it all, of, like, you just, it's the vibe. Like, you can't just say them. You have to embody the spirit of a father. Yes. And it, the, the thing is, when kids are little, that shit plays. It works. Dad jokes work on little Kills. kids. They love them. Yeah, and then once they cross the line where they hate it, even better. Like. Yes, and Audrey is, like, getting to that line, and it's awesome. Bless her. Her. Here's the thing. Did you tell her that you drank your own pee? Uh, no, because we didn't want to encourage copycat behavior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No copycat crimes. Yeah. Um, here's the thing that I do to Audrey all the time that she really hates is she'll say, you know, daddy, can I have a treat? And I'll say, yes, in fact, you can have the sweetest treat in the entire world. And at this point, she will always go. Oh, no. And I'll say it is sweeter than any ice cream or any chocolate or any candy you can imagine. It's a hug and a kiss from your father. <laughs> the greatest treat of all. The great. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and she hates it as soon as I, as soon as she asks for a treat. And I say, actually, she goes, no smooches, which is pretty great. I do love that. Speaking yeah. of um, fatherhood and sweet treats, I watched Eraserhead for the first time uh, last week. Oh, yes. I was I was actually debating watching Eraserhead and decided not to. But I was thinking of you when I was deciding not to watch it. So tell me wow. about it. Wow. Have you seen it? I have not, no. This is interesting because it, it's it been a big blind spot for me and for a lot of other like big lynch stands that I know. I feel like a lot of people just kind of pass over it because they're like, ah, oh, it's feels like homework kind of yes but and it's no. so long ago it doesn't feel like mo the modern stuff you know or, or it feels like it might not be the modern stuff we all love so yeah so eraser head is so fucking good i cannot stop thinking about it like mm. it's it's the pure just uh unfiltered lynch lynch abstract batshit stuff mm-hmm that like makes, you know, Twin Peaks the return and all of his other things so good, but it's just like that pure abstract image making stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just like I, I'm probably I never do this. I might rewatch it again like some night this week just because wow. like, the moment it ended, I was like rewinding to certain parts of it. Like it's just really fucking great. And it's everybody loves it for a reason. It's super good. How fucked up is it. it? Oh, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like like surprised me fucked up hmm. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I got it on a Criterion Collection, and the restoration is just like gorgeous. They have it on the streaming service. I, I noticed. Oh, that's where I was thinking about watching it because I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, should I watch it? And yeah, it looks not to. so good. Um, they did add a bunch of Bill Plimpton, uh, Bill Plimpton shorts, which is cool. Uh, so I watched a few of those. Although those are also sometimes can be hard to watch. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen any of his uh, shit. Bill Plimpton? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, classic animator dude. Uh, yeah, Plimptoons, famously. Ah, uh, yes. Maybe. What are you doing? Why are you? Why are you doing this? It's, it's early in the day. I'm sorry. Why must you be like this? Sorry. <clears throat> she is attempting to eat the carpet. Shocking. Uh, Coco has achieved a, fa- a phase of her life where she is now breathing so loudly that we've had to move her from the TV room when we watch anything <laughs> at night because we, without blasting the TV, we legitimately cannot hear what's going on over dog snoring. God, that poor baby. I think we got to take her to the vet, actually. It seems like she's been horking up water for a while now, like years, so it's not that new. Oh, no. And apparently, I mean, you said maybe does this, right? Oh, of like drinking drinking water too fast and then vomiting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 she totally does that. So Coco does this all the time and is now, but the pool of water she's barfing up is getting larger and Mm. her breathing just like when she's laying on the couch is getting kind of labored. So I think we got to tear her to the vet. Yeah, get her checked out. What kind of movie could you watch where the ambient sound of a dog snoring would actually contribute to the atmosphere? I guess maybe if you watch like one of the Halloween movies, get some simulated yes. Michael Myers breathing. That would be good. Uh, probably any of the Air Bud movies might help. Mm, true, uh, true, true. And all of the the uh, Santa Buddies movies are now now available. On HBO Max, oh, which is important. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, any horror actually. Although it's it's really loud snoring, like it's like it's pretty intense. Hmm. Yeah, you, you should just experiment, see what you know really adds another metatextual element to a a, a piece of media. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, well, you know, I'll ask Rachel. Get her Report thoughts back. on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do we have to discuss? Uh, uh, we could answer some questions. We could do that. Uh, yeah, my brain doesn't work anymore. Let me look at stimulus to get the last two brain cells talking to each other. Uh, while you do that, I'm going to, I guess I'll throw in a Discord question here. Uh, wait, hold on, I turned on the brightness on my phone too much. There we go. Okay, uh, your buddy Boston is asking, uh, this question just for me, have you or NSP as a whole ever thought about writing a musical, either for the stage or as a musical movie? Uh, the answer to that is I would love to do a musical. Danny is not a musical fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like not a fan of musicals. Um, and it's a heavier lift to, to get him on board with that. Uh, writing a musical movie, we've talked about it, but that's real hard. Um, and like, 
you know, we wouldn't want it to just be old songs. So you got to write all new songs. It's just, it's, it's a lot to do. So maybe there's some way of like making old NSP songs with a few new ones into a musical, like a review or something. But it's something I've thought about, but is very, very unlikely to happen because I have a, a musical partner who has no interest or uh, knowledge of, you know, Broadway kind of stuff. So this, prob- this makes me not. this makes me like Dan Moore. <laughs> like I it's it, it's definitely something where we differ. Like you know, I love <laughs> musicals, uh, but also it doesn't have to be a musical musical. You know, there's plenty of like fucking rock musicals out there, like. Any, you know, the ABBA, what's the ABBA one called? Mamma Mia. Uh, uh, or, Mia, yeah. I hate to say the name, but Billy Joel uh, with <laughs> Moving Out. Oh, God, uh, that's a musical? Yeah, it's like a Billy Joel review. Every, they have a fuck, they have a Green Day review musical. I believe it's called American Idiot. Uh, they have tons of them. They have the Smokey Joe's Cafe, which is the Lieber and Stoller one. That's from like 20 years ago now. Um, what are the other who are the other musical like review musicals? There's a bunch of bullshit. Um It sounds like it. Yeah, this is a thing that I will uh never never witness with my eyes, God willing. Yeah, I've never I, I saw Smokey Joe's Cafe like in nineties, I guess. Uh, but I would never ever go see a review musical. Are you fucking kidding me? Never. No interest. I want like original songs, you know, like musicals. I don't want to hear, you know, the worst hits of the 1980s put on stage <laughs> with a stupid story. Yeah, so like you're presented with a choice. Either go see the Billy Joel musical or drink an entire bottle of your piss. Piss. Yep, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm not a masochist. <laughs> What's, did, have we discussed this before of like what the worst Billy Joel song is? I think we did. I'm not sure if we have, actually. So, well, first of all, what is your opinion of Billy Joel? He's fine. I, I liked him as a kid. I do not need to hear any of his songs ever again. That Yes. You know what? I also liked Billy Joel as a kid be, before I became smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to love for the longest time when I was a child, like an actual child, like eight or whatever. Wow, yeah, child, you really did have no taste. Shit. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. I was when I was a kid, like tenish. I was obsessed with like fifties music. Like, uh, what's an example? Um, well, kind of that doo wop sort of stuff. Like for the longest time is like the Happy yeah. Days era music. I'm I'm too young for like I was probably alive when Happy Days was on, but I don't think I ever. I have no memory of watching it. But that style of like 50s music, uh, I was real, real into it for like for a while. Yeah, that so. makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of Billy Joel songs now. And I say when I was in high school, <clears throat> sorry, for in middle school in my history class, we were using, we oh, didn't no. start the fire. I was about to fucking say, oh, God. <laughs> to learn historical events. I hate that so much. I and literally I, hate everything about that. And I, I learned, you know, all the lyrics to it. And then in high school, we had to fill out surveys for like, what's going to go in the yearbook or whatever. And it was like, oh, no. what's a weird talent of yours? And I was like, I don't know. I know all the words to we didn't start the fire. And guess what ended up in the yearbook? You have that in your yearbook that you know all the words to we didn't start the fire? Yeah. All right, go. No. Do it. I don't remember that. Do some of them. 
I don't remember any of them, Brian. It's information okay, that's fallen out of my head. That was a it's... test. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, um, all right. You list some Billy Joel songs, and I will rate them on a scale of one to ten. One being the worst, ten being the best. Piano Man. One. Uptown Girl. One. Vienna. One. She's Always a Woman. One. My Life. One. Just the Way You Are. One. Only the Good Die Young. One. The Longest Time. Ten. No, wait. One. <laughs> yep. They're all terrible. Crazy how those are the only Billy Joel songs. Uh, People, there's also, well, you can do, I mean, I think Scenes from Italian Restaurant is pretty long. Isn't that like, it's one real long one. I think it's that one. It's worse because it's longer. Yeah. But yeah, I just hate him so much. The problem is he's, he's like objectively very good, right? He's a great songwriter and a great musician and he uses his talents for evil. That's the problem with Billy Joel. It really is the, the epitome of awful taste, but great execution. Yeah. He is. If Randy Newman was terrible, he would be Billy Joel. That's the, these are the antipodes, <laughs> Billy Joel and Randy Newman. So yeah, I've been I swear thinking we about talked this. about this because my friend John <laughs> was mad at you for saying you don't like Billy Joel. <laughs> F- fuck John. That's all I have to say about that. Um, John, I love I, you. <laughs> okay. Here's something I think about a lot, which is if this band, if band X were bad, they would be band Y. So for example, mm. uh, I put this was an NSP tweet from a couple of weeks ago. If Radiohead were terrible, they'd be Coldplay. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good so, one. Can you think of other examples of this? Oh, boy. I have to look at. I need like stimulus in front of my eyes to remember what music is. And by the way, can we all just stop hating on Nickelback? I mean, come on. Like, we get it. You don't like, you know, if you don't like Nickelback, you don't like Nickelback. And I don't like Nickelback, but like, whatever. Yeah. It's I'm like tired the of that 2005 being Easy Target. Like, yeah. It's like, let's just move past that. <gasps> there are um, new Father John Misty songs out. Sorry, I'm looking at Spotify. Okay. Um, well, that's a good candidate. So if Father John Misty were terrible, ooh. what would that be? I feel like for a lot of people, Father John Misty would be the terrible version of something else, but I'm not sure what. Which I disagree with. River. No. No. It's. I mean, because when I'm thinking about this comparison, it's like the tongue-in-cheek, you know, uh, snarky is not the word, but like, what's the worst version of that? Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Hmm. Train. No, uh, th- this is really difficult. Yeah. All right. People listening, do this. Find a, a good band. Now imagine dialing a knob, the suck knob, to use an old Far Side cartoon <laughs> reference. Dial it all the way to the other side. What band is that? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that that is a really good question that does require a good bit of thought. Because yeah. I really, when I hate certain music, I just don't listen to it. Yeah, generally speaking, of course, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Tr- train is bad. So what's, let's do this the other way. What's the good version of, of Train? It might be TV on the radio. 
feel like TV on the radio feels a little bit darker than uh train. It is. You know? it, it, oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, TV on the radio is very good though. I love TV on the radio. I think they're great. Uh, all right. I got to think about that one. What, what compelling podcasting. I got to think about an that incredible one. episode. <laughs> very. Yeah. We should, we should think about it for on. our next legit episode though. Like, Yes. Uh, All right. Move, move, moving on. Uh, so we've talked about drinking piss. Billy Joel answered a question. <laughs> uh, Father John Misty came up. Do you listen to Father John Misty? No, not really. And I know the name. Uh, I haven't really heard much. I, To me, is it kind of like, what does it sound like? In my, it's very, in my mind, it's very acoustic. I'm sure I've heard a song, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's like it folk, folk rock. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. And is that a person or a band? Uh, I mean, it, it's it's mostly a person, but he has a band, you know. Like an LCD sound system kind of thing. I guess, yeah. Um, I, I got to see him live at the Greek, like a couple of days after I first moved here, like three years ago. Super, oh, that's cool. super amazing concert. Yeah. Uh, he just has, he has beautiful legs and I didn't know this. <laughs> Was he wearing He's shorts? Like, no, he, he wears like very tight skinny jeans and like mm-hmm. heeled boots, but just gorgeous legs and like really just scoots around the stage in his little hat. Uh, look at a, a picture of this dude. Yeah. I I really, really enjoy him. Do you think this guy is hot? Let's get um, back to the, uh, this perennial topic. No. This guy does not no. seem hot to me. No, I love his music, uh, but no. Yeah, good legs. I got it. Okay, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm he's, he's a... really good. Uh, his yeah. album, um, I Love You, Honey Bear, is like one of my favorites of all time. Like, hmm. front to back right. bangers. I gotta check that out. Yeah, people talk about him uh, with, you know, with rapturous praise i would even say people love this guy yeah it's like once you get over the hump of like oh this is mildly obnoxious it's like no this is fucking good this is okay so i'm looking at i I google image searched him here are the related topics that come up Mm -hmm. aubrey plaza is there a connection there she's in the music video for a song hollywood forever cemetery sings ah uh fleet foxes makes sense he was the former drummer yeah Emma Tillman, don't know who that is. It's his wife. Makes sense. Uh, wallpaper. Hmm. Uh, Mac DeMarco. Yeah, they're, Lana Del they're, Rey. Yeah, scans. Jim Morrison. Which okay. Uh, and beard. Yeah, I mean he does have a, a beard. Yeah, he definitely has a beard. It seems like it's part of his deal. Yeah. Jim Morrison, come. Can we? Can we all just stop comparing? I, I don't Jim like Morrison. the Doors. The Doors is a bad band. Okay, I mean, people might disagree with me. I don't. I think the Doors is like objectively bad. Yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty, pretty not good. And I remember, fuck. I was I was sixteen and I was on a beach with my friends. We were just like wandering around eating ice cream or whatever. And I was wearing an Arctic Monkey shirt. And these dudes came up and were like flirting with us. And uh, one dude was like, oh, you like the Arctic Monkeys? You really love this like super cool band called The Doors? And I was like, yeah, man, I know who The Doors are. Uh, and then they were like, how old are you? And we were like 16. And then they all ran. Yep. 
<laughs> Have you ever seen the kids in the hall doors fan sketch? No. Oh my God. It is one of the best, uh, one of my all time favorite kids in the hall bits. Uh, Kevin McDonald goes into a record store and Bruce McCullough is working there and uh, they have a whole thing about the doors. Uh, okay. So we all agree the doors are bad. Yeah. Doors are bad. And also uh, another thing I hate. I'm really going off on things today. Uh, can we stop calling Jim Morrison like a good poet? I mean, maybe if you're 12, he's a great <laughs> poet, but this is not like deep literary shit. Go off. It's, it's just, it. I don't know. It, it seems very immature and dumb to me. Like, yeah. De- designed for Jim Morrison to like get laid or whatever. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of like, if you think somebody's like super cool, that's great, but you don't have to bend over backwards and make everything they do sound like it is more important than it is just because you think the dude's cool. And because he died young or what? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we already talked briefly, I think, about Bukowski. Uh, my my <laughs> summary opinion of Bukowski is shut up. Yeah. But like. That's the correct on. opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, what was this thing going around Twitter this week? Like, if a guy has these books on his shelf, watch out. Did you see this? Um, I saw a bunch of things making fun of the tweet, but I didn't see what the original yes, tweet was. Exactly. But let me guess. Infinite Jest, Lolita, Bukowski. Something uh, like that. I didn't see the original, so I don't know what they were making fun of. But yes, that all sounds... Although Lolita is a great book. I mean, there's you know, you can object to many, many things about it, but... I think I don't people... Think it's... People who take issue with people liking Lolita, A, have not read the book, or B, have zero media literacy and do not understand the themes of the book. Yes, like, yeah. I mean, it's not endorsing pedophilia in any sense, right? The whole thing is like, this is bad. This dude's fucking crazy. Yeah, he's evil. He's straight up evil. Also, Nabokov is like one of the most beautiful writers ever. The prose is gorgeous. It's It's an amazing book. That you have to read, yes, w- with a base level of competence in order to <laughs> base get level it. of reading comprehension. Of yeah. course, if some dude who exclusively dates young women is super into Lolita, that's a little red flag there. But like, I, I'm really tired of the idea of like, if you like X media, you suck. Yes, totally. It's like, oh Absolutely. yeah, media consumption is a direct line to my mur- moral purity. That's why when I watch well, horror movies, it's because I'm deeply evil and I'm going to grow up to kill people. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and and also grandmother. liking something is not the same as agreeing with its, you know, morality or whatever. Right. Yeah. God, like, there's a really funny <laughs> meme. The, the, me explaining a meme is awful, but it's like a, of a fake Martin Scorsese quote where it's like, the heroes in all of my movies are bad guys and they win and good things happen to them. And that's how you know that they're the heroes. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like, it, that that i i feel like is is one of the and, and has always been one of the the dumbest things where people just see what the thing is about and then if you say this is a good piece of media it means you're endorsing that thing which is not the case at all as it, we it, all know putting something in fiction equals endorsement 
Therefore, stories should have no conflict and everything should simply be a 40,000 word coffee shop AU in which no one's mad at each other and everyone's a really good person and they all like each other a whole lot. Yeah. Ugh. Come on, guys. Well, and the, then, all, of course, the other thing is then the author. Like the moment you write something where there's an antihero, people are like, oh, I guess you like killing babies, huh? You're like, no, that's not the fucking point. I mean, maybe it is the point, but not automatically just because that's what the subject is about. It, it is. It, it drives me nuts every time. Well, and then there's also the conflation of fandom reaction to characters to, oh, the creator is intended for the fan oh, of yeah. this character to only appeal to like shitty people. Yes. Which is just... I'm not sure. I guess people like just don't get that once the thing is out of your hands, it's out of your hands and there's nothing you can do about it and that people yes. just will run with it. And they're like people who treat the creators of something as if they're the parent of the fandom is not how that works. Uh, yeah. Believe me. I think we both get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, I'm so sorry, folks. That's not like you listen we all have our parent issues you don't gotta project them on me because you don't know how to be a functioning adult online well yeah and especially with the toxicity of so much of fan culture now like you know it's just gonna get it's gonna go off the rails probably at some some section of the fan base the moment something becomes even more than like just a little popular there's gonna be some section of the fan base that sucks in a matter of hours there will be five huge controversies and you will be dealing with those five huge controversies for months to years like it's your fault yeah like it's your fault yeah and that if you don't step in to this group of children arguing thus setting a dangerous precedent then yeah. you are bad yeah. and it's your fault We've generally avoided this with NSP I know Gr Grumps has definitely gotten into this NSP has gen generally avoided that which is great because I've, I've never had to step into a fan base and be like, okay, people, which is exactly how I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how like you make a thing and then you put the thing out there and then the thing just exists in the world. And you know, you just go on to make more things, but while you're making more things, people just fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the was internet is ask? a spectator sport and we're all getting, beaten up <laughs> as the as the children throw down dollars <laughs> i was gonna ask you something what was i gonna ask you okay i can't remember now whatever uh i think that's probably a solid place to end now that we've insulted both artists and fans so yeah i think we i think we've really gotten everybody fun. thrown everybody Let's see, under the we bus. insulted people who like billy joel yep um, I, I wouldn't even call them people but okay but we insulted people's media literacy yep fans in general yeah, just really great Brian drank piss. It's, That's where we started. Uh, and then it went downhill from there. It's it, just another great, just like super good mini-sode. What, what other controversial shit can we throw out? Uh, artists for cowards. You don't need to know how to write. All you need to know how to do is hand-to-hand hand -hand combat. <laughs> Writing is for nerds. You don't need it. Movies are Movies are stupid books are for nerds that's it i love it okay great that's your take-home message uh everything you like is terrible there's a, there's a a quote that has always stuck with me from nobody's favorite movie ghostbusters 2 where 
what's his name? Peter McNichol. Janosch, I believe is his character's name, is walking around like as people are. He's, they're in some art museum and Dana Barrett and others are like restoring paintings or whatever. And he passes by behind, you know, uh, someone working and he goes, everything you're doing is terrible. I want you to know this. <laughs> and that quote, everything you're doing is terrible. I want you to know this has stuck with me during my entire life. I love it so much. That's such a good one. I mean, it's like the the Barry Noho Hank thing where he's having the daydream oh, yeah. about arguing with the author of the book. Of like, you're a bad writer and nobody likes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is me in my head at myself all day, every day. Um, all right, folks. Thanks for joining us for this very exciting mini-sode. Uh, if you listen to this, yeah, what's 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 the the code phrase of uh Actually, okay, wait. We'll do it. We'll do it like a question this time. Oh, like people put their people put different answers. Okay. So here's what I'm posing. Would you rather Mm. be forced to watch the Billy Joel musical three times in a row or drink your own piss? See, that's easy because the answer is always going to be piss. Do you know this though? Full bottle of piss. I'm sure. There are some people listening to this who like Billy Joel, actively like Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me extend a little message to those people. Fuck you. But my point being that I suspect not everybody is going to pick piss. I guess we're just going to have to find out. I guess we'll find out. Let us know. This is the end of the mini-sode. Bye. Bye.